Bring it on. Bring it on, boys. Celebrating five years on YouTube. This is Teal Town after after dark? It's still bright outside. After, after yeah, after dinner. <laughs> Not even after dinner. For, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how time zones work. This is why I'm a Sharks fan. <laughs> and with that, good late afternoon, evening, everyone. It is February 15th, 2020. And the Sharks are on a roll on the road. Four, four straight wins on the road. Two in a row on this road trip. They're coming back to San Jose for, for that crazy long one-game road trip before they go back out east. And they get it with a shout-out from, wait, let me let me see this here, Martin Jones. Oh, my Martin goodness. Jones. My goodness. Welcome to Teal Town After Dark, or as Ian's saying, after dinner for him. This is your live and interactive Sharks post-game. Uh, we do this after every single game on our YouTube channel. So chat with us and fellow Sharks fans on the YouTube chat, on the page or the app. And, of course, follow us on the social, whether it's Twitter Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, SoundCloud, Reddit, and of course Discord. For and for more Sharks content, visit us at tealtownusa.com. Uh, joining me tonight, I'm a Kai fourteen. He is Mr. Eater Reed. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Randall, good to see you. Planet Downtown, Santa Clara, meet Peggy Sue's. Yeah. We're, we're celebrating early tonight, folks. Uh, and, of course, fanatical teal leader. We're, we're going to get to that. But Carlson out and Shark shutout. Coincident? I, I, Ian, I, I thought I saw a Carlson out there tonight. Just saying. Okay. We'll get there. We'll get there. The Sharks, we'll, we'll go into a little bit further later on tonight. Or later afternoon. I, I don't know. Pick pick one. We'll go tonight since it'll be tonight by the end of the night. It's tonight for me so I'm going tonight. I'm going to say tonight a lot and you guys are just going to have to deal with it because it is tonight here. Yes. He, he, it's currently what 7.52 as we record this over where he's Correct. at. Yes. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll go over the uh, everything elaborately a little bit more but Evander Kane out for three games. Eric Carlson done for the season with a broken thumb. You gotta think that something you know really bad <laughs> is happening here. You know, almost as bad as my face as as Rowdy Bush would probably mention. Uh, still recovering from that from that pool filter uh, injury. So bear with us, folks. But um, hey, let's break this thing down because um, there's sure. there's there's so much to break down, folks. Um, <laughs> you know they had we had three puck over glass penalties. Yep. Ferraro took one like less than two minutes in, and hey, I'll take a I'll take a penalty two minutes in rather than a goal two minutes into the game. After all, it is Martin Jones we had in the net tonight. Uh, you know, and then of course you have the Sharks getting a five on three. Fiala going for a slashing Nason. Uh, you also had Susie do another puck over glass penalty of all things. You know, what did you what did you see uh, on the five on three? That just looked 
lackluster. I saw a very, I mean, I saw a very depleted Sharks team. Like, look, I, I mean, when you have so many guys that are out right now, right? Like, obviously, you have guys that would be eating up time on that thing. Evander Kane's not playing; he's suspended. Um, you know, and you take into the other consideration of the other injuries that are happening and, and you got guys out there that aren't, um, you know, this isn't a top flight power play for, for the NHL. And it looked like it, it looked disjointed. You could tell that, um, I mean, you played Brent Burns four minutes and five seconds or some ridiculous nonsense like that on that shift. Like, yeah. Look, I, you know, say what you want about Eric Carlson, but they sure as hell missed him out there in that power play because, um, you know, they weren't really moving the puck very well. And you could tell, like, they were, you know, there there was passes that were going to where Eric Carlson would normally be, and they're not getting completed. So, you know, I, it didn't really surprise me. Yeah. And you go through everything that the Sharks have gone through this season. You have no Couture right now. Supposedly he's on. He's already starting to skate and might be back. Uh, I don't know how, why, but yeah, but we'll, no rush. I mean, yeah, no need to rush him. Uh, Hurdles out for this season. Carlson's out for the season. I mean, it, it, realistically, if I remember correctly, Ian, the, mm-hmm. the the guys who scored on the five minute power play against Vegas. I know. Hey, remember good times. Um, mo- <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> mo- most most of the guys that are on that power play are not are not on are not playing uh, sure. this game. So it, it, a frustrating one for that one indeed. You know, you get Felicino makes was disjointed on both sides. Like this game was a snoozer. Like you could, you know, you look. I think Martin Jones made, you know, almost what forty saves for for his shutout. But like, it was such a snoozer game. And I'm not trying to like I, I don't. Like I'm not trying to take anything away from Martin Jones though, because I thought no. Martin Jones played a good game. I thought um, he he showed some definite positive signs in his positioning and stuff of that nature. So this isn't me trying to take a run at Martin Jones, and please don't make it out to be that. But this was a really boring game. So <laughs> if you think about four, you know, almost 40 shots on Martin Jones, and you're still saying it was a boring game, like the you know the quality of shot wasn't great like it was a really boring game like i don't if you can dispute that this game boring like then great um <laughs> if you're able to pull that off that's amazing uh, yeah all I was, i'm gonna say yeah, yeah like in that like don't just don't take that as a run of martin jones it's just calling it the way i see it yeah no completely agree on that one uh i mean let's be honest i was able to put all the all the graphics together during the game and and such so uh, from Shang Peng, our good uh, friend of the show, Melker Carlson hasn't played this much in three years. He played 1742 tonight, uh, the most since he uh, did over 18 when uh, what, January of 2017. Boosting like... that trade value. <laughs> yes, precisely, especially when he scored that empty net goal. Spoiler alert, sorry, folks. <laughs> uh, you know, there was only one thing that happened in the second period. And that was LeBanc using an illegal stick. You know, it, it, refresh me on Again, this. Again, lost guess... in the... I, you know what? Like, I, I, It was funny because I didn't really notice what the penalty was for, and I didn't really think much of the penalty. And then right. they explained it, and I'm like, I really kind of want to go back and look, but I don't want to watch the game in real time. I just <laughs> don't want to go back and watch any of it. Like, I don't want to go back and, and then have to catch up, like... 
it was such a weird yeah it was it was a weird call but it was like this they just did another indictment on this game right where it's like I should go back and, and probably try and figure out like what they're talking about, but I'll just take their explanation and nod and smile accordingly. And you know what? Great. I think it was like one or two timeouts afterwards. Uh, Randy and Hetty got the clip. Apparently LeBanc had his stick, you know, out of his hands. Timo f- used his stick to flip it back to him to play. And that is considered playing with an illegal stick. Oh, there you go. There you have it. I, uh, but I've never seen that played before I like that. Never. Yeah, it was a weird thing, and it, it was weird. Uh, I will give it. It was weird, but I just it was one of those things where I'm just like, okay, I'll I accept your explanation, <laughs> and I don't need to research it further. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just it, one of those crazy ones, you know, for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, and then the then it finally. It finally breaks open at, uh, oh yeah, 3.08, Dylan Gambrell. Dylan Gambrell uh, scores his third goal this season off a deflective from his chest from Burns and Suomela. That turns out to be your game-winning goal, folks. (laughs) It's funny because, like, right? Like, it was just like, it was... It was this game, like, that goal was this game in a nutshell, right? You have, like, the most unexciting goal for the most unexciting game. Like, it wasn't, it was just a, kind of just a fluky bounce. And, hey, great, you know, good for Gambrelli. Gets credit for a goal. Third on the season, but it was, man, it was this game in a nutshell, wasn't it? Just the most unexciting play leads to the most unexciting goal in the most unexciting game. Seriously, it's one of those ones where, you know, Burns takes a shot, it deflects off of Gambrell's chest. It's like, okay, okay, if that's if that's how we're going to do it, then, I mean, then good. that's like, how when, we're going to do like, it, right? Right, and when the Sharks do good, it's good, so I'm not complaining. I mean, it's, it. hey, a win's a win. Two points is two points. You know, I thought... Um, as the, you know, and as the game progressed, Martin Jones did have to make some more difficult saves for sure. So I, yeah. you know, I, I'm going to walk that back a little bit because I said you know I didn't really have to do. It, it was a boring game, but I mean, at the end there was a little bit of push by the Wild. But like, as a Sharks fan, you you can't really complain about this game. You don't really have much to complain about. Like your team's heavily depleted in the player department. If you're a Wild fan, though, like, if I'm a Wild fan, though, I am livid right now. If this was Wild After Dark, I think Swearing Angry Ian would be out in full force for this one. <laughs> oh, man. It, it, it It's one of those things because it's, I mean, my goodness. They they put up 39 shots, so you, you take that. You know, mm-hmm. you, you have the face-off win barely 52 to 48. But, you know... It's one of those. It's one of those ones for Minnesota in your debut of your new coach. I and, and here, here's the thing, Ian. You talk mm-hmm. about how how there's so many ties to the Sharks organization and um, in Minnesota. I mean, we, we talk about you know Shepard, Havlat, Heatley, all all that fun stuff. Okay. When Paul Fenton and Doug Wilson got locked in an elevator. Yeah. Uh, it, it, so. So Paul Fenton. Was fired. Was it Paul Fenton? I can't remember. Paul Fenton I'm, I'm, was fired. Former former original Shark Paul Fenton, replaced by Bill Guerin, 
former shark, who fires Bruce Boudreaux and names former original shark Dean Edison yeah. head Dean coach. Edison as the head coach. A lot of interims this year. Like yeah. a lot of interims this year, like a lot of guys with an in- interim title this year. I think I tweeted out something earlier was like Jared Bednar is now like the sixth most tenured coach in the NHL and he hasn't been coaching even for 48 months yet. Like, geez, Louise. Seriously. I mean, that's that. I mean, what, what, what do we say that that Travis Green is uh, is what like the longest tenured coach in the Pacific Division now? He might be, yeah. I, I mean, wouldn't be surprised by that. I mean, my goodness. And and so Martin Jones gets his first shutout of the season. It's the yep. first shutout since he shut uh shut out the wild, apparently. Yeah, on March eleventh of twenty nineteen. <laughs> it's his fourth shutout against Minnesota. They win this two to nothing. Oh yes, Melker Carlson scored the empty net goal because Sure. Let's be honest. Barkley Goodrow was being nice. I, I'm going to start some controversy because, like, this game was really boring, so we need some controversy. <laughs> so the controversy that I'm going to start. Lay it on me. Barkley Goodrow does not like Melker Carlson. He wants him out of town so bad he selfishly gave up that puck so that they could score <laughs> that goal and he could get traded the hell out of here. That's right. That is the controversy I am starting. Um, this is our new segment, Ian's Most Ridiculous Take Possible, and that's oh, it. Oh, my goodness. We're getting some comments from the – from the dressing room, Bugner, we gave up a lot of shots, but Jones made the saves he needed. We played hard down low. Okay. Heck of a last couple of days. That's that's an understatement, uh, Boog. Understatement for sure. Oh, my goodness. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, my goodness, let's not act like Minnesota is a quality team. James Abel. I don't. I, well, listen, uh, if if you follow my Twitter feed or listen to me on this podcast at all, whenever the Minnesota Wild come up, you guys know that I have zero love for the Minnesota Wild. <laughs> I think they're the most like I know we all laughed when, you know, um, Eugene Melnick's like, well, we're a team or whatever. They're GM or whatever it was. Pierre Dorian. Like, yep. Peter Dorian. Yeah. No, the Minnesota Wild are a team. They're the most just a team in the NHL. They're the most boring, <laughs> vanilla, like bunch of guys, period, in the NHL. What is it? And, you know, I, I they they let Zucker go to uh, Pittsburgh. Wasn't Galchenyuk part of that trade? Did, did he even – I didn't even see him play. I'm looking in the stat sheet and see if he was even in it. I, I, apparently yeah, he might he, have played. He, he played 1322. Hey, 86% in the faceoff circle, but didn't see him at all. And my goodness, you know, uh, fanatical teal breather. Um, shut out with no rest with our best guys out. Bad loss for Minnesota. Yeah. Again, if I'm, if I, if this was a wild podcast, this would be a lot less lively and a lot more swearing, angry YouTube threatening to demonetize us because I'm swearing too much. Podcast. <laughs> so, Teal Bleeder is saying wild fans should get their money back. Yeah. Seriously, you know, not it, it's not good at all. And it's uh, one of those ones that uh, you, you take and you um, you get. And, and Martin Jones, first game in 17 days. Kudos to you for a heck of a job. Uh, Bugner continuing the true line. They did their job, chipped in with the goal, with our skill out. We guys like that have to step up. 
Right. Yeah. And that's the thing, right? Like, I mean, you know, it was the most, it was the most on brand goal for that game, but I mean, they, they don't ask you how they ask you how many. Um, so, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's a sharks win and I'm not gonna, you know, it, it was the most anticlimactic goal humanly possible. I think <laughs> it was very on brand for the game, but it counts. And that's what matters at the right. end of the day, sharks two, Minnesota wild, nothing, two points, maybe, you know, Two points is two points. It doesn't really matter at this point anymore, but whatever. I mean, you, you know, like you, you just, we have 20, we have what, 20 something games left. I mean, if we can enjoy a few wins along the way, we got to do it. Cause that's, that's what you got now. I mean, that's, that's the, that is the life that we live right now. So I'm, I'm going to take the win. I'm going to enjoy it um, as much as maybe I didn't enjoy the game. And yeah, no, you take the wins. I mean, yeah. if this was a playoff, if the Sharks were in a playoff race right now, which I guess technically they are, you take any way you get it. And if it means that you're deflecting pucks off your chest and in, then there you go. Uh, yeah. Minnesota, while three points out entering today of the playoff race, James Abel telling us, Manny has one more point than Buffalo. That says all you need to know. Yeah, I think the Wild, like, I, I don't agree with their coaching change. Like, I thought firing Boudreaux was a mistake. I think that they're, the ownerships, like, based on what the team that they ice, I feel like ownership management, and I've said this, I think I said this yesterday too, mm -hmm. like, their expectations are are out of sync with what this team actually is. Completely agree. Jay Clark saying, got to make that draft lottery not sting as much as possible. See, and I don't even care. Like, I don't like because I and I've, I've had this I've had this argument on Twitter, too. Right. Like, like it's a sunk cost. That pick is gone, regardless of where the Sharks finish. It's gone. So, like, I, I've heard the argument like, oh, well, you know, you just want to win as many games and make that pick as bad for auto as possible. No, man, I don't care. I say you get the what you can get the best assets available for the players that you have, because let's be honest. Yeah, okay, it's going to suck if Ottawa picks one or two and whatever. And don't be wrong. Yes, that's going to suck. But reality now, this is a team we play twice a year, and we won't see them in the playoffs unless it's the Stanley Cup final. So who cares if they get uh, you know, if they get a stud player, you got to do what's best for your team going forward. Right. You can't base your decisions on, oh, well, if we could just finish, you know, if we can just finish 15th, then or not 15th, obviously being the class. But you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like if, you, you, oh, if I finish 20th, then it's not a good pick for Ottawa. Ha ha ha. But we kept Brandon Dillon and didn't trade him when we should have. Like, that's dumb. No, you, you have to do what you have to do. You have to be realistic. That being said. They're 26, 28, and 4 now. They've won two straight. They've won their last four on the road. Yeah. Something tells you that you're like, oh, man. Why Why do you have that sneaking suspicion that, that you know, that DW might do what he did in 2013? He trades two of his big assets. He gets picks back, but they still go on a run. Well, anything's possible, right? But right. I don't think, like, you're not in a – here's the difference. When the last time they missed the playoffs, you know, they entered the offseason. Niemi came off the books. Niemi was a huge problem. Mm -hmm. They had a ton of cap space. These are not – these two things or these two situations are not the same. 
And I don't want to be a downer to people because I know everyone's like, oh, you suck your life out of everybody. But here's the reality. You have Martin Jones under contract for a billion more years. You have a lot of big contracts. The cap isn't going to go enough to significantly alleviate that next year. You don't have the money to go out and sign a Joel Ward and a Paul Martin and, and, and. Like, that's, that's reality. And that's what's going to be interesting about the upcoming offseason is how this, how this, um, how this roster is going to take shape. I mean, you obviously are seeing what you have in the Barracuda right now. And And some of those guys are going to get better. Like, uh, you know, another thing that I talked about, I don't want to get like too far down the rabbit hole here, but another thing we were talking about this in, I think it was discord and, you know, and people were saying like, Oh, well, Chekovich and, and Chemilevsky, they didn't, you know, they didn't pan out like we had hoped they did, but they're first year pros. So that's fine. The problem is, is the second and third year guys on the Barracuda that aren't sticking in spots. That's where your concern should be. It's not with the Chekoviches and the Chemileskis. Those guys are first year pros. They didn't make the NHL this year. That's fine. Hopefully they improve next year. And and that's what you need from them is obviously you need them to improve exponentially year over year. But your grape shouldn't be with them. It's it's the guys that have been there for two years, three years. Mm-hmm. It's the Maxim Latunovs. It's the how big walks. It's the, you know, it's the other guys that haven't come up and, you know, have been able to stick. And that's where your problems really lie. And that's, uh, you know, it's going to be, again, it's going to be an interesting off season as to what you have. I would love to see Helga box get get called up just yeah, like, just it's, it's, your, it's it's the second and third year guys that you should be upset about not not that's all i'm saying right and I, like again i don't want to get too far down this rabbit hole because we've got suspensions and injuries to discuss still well so. let's let's get to the the uh injury that that occurred last night uh sharks and jets uh and looking at at it in like around the 12 minute mark in the third period Eric Carlson does fall on his hand. Yeah. They say it was is it's a broken finger or broken thumb. Broken thumb. Yeah, and so if it needs surgery and he's out for the season, that thumb must be really, really bad. So here's the thing, right? So, and I'm gonna catch hell on this. And I'm sure I'm gonna start fighting the chat in a minute here. So, get your gloves on, kids. That's right. Um, get get your get, get your, your gloves on. Get your fingers right, ready. So here, here's the problem, right? Too soon. I have. Like, I know a lot of people have messaged me and like, oh, my God, he's so soft. But here's the reality of the situation. You've invested $11.5 million into this guy for a bunch of time. This season's over. It doesn't make – like, if, if they were in contention, we probably don't know about this injury because the Sharks are awesome like that, and right. he plays through it. And, you know, but I know he's always soft. He just doesn't care. Blah, blah, blah. No, man, you invested this much money into the guy. Shut him down for the season. The season is over. There's no reason to make him play through an injury. There's no reason to bring Couture back before he's 100%. Shut down hurdle, whatever. These are the things you do at this point because you're not playing for anything. Period. Like, and, 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 you know, and okay. So I know people are going to be like, Oh, well, he's so injury prone. But like a hand injury, dude, like if it was his groin again, yes. If it's his ankle, yeah. Let's talk about injury. You know, let's talk about injury prone. This is a hand, right? 
It doesn't matter how jacked you are. Your hand is still your hand. And these little digits, they break easy. I don't care how jacked you are. I don't care if you're, you know, benching 400 pounds a day and, you know, this is a hand. It breaks. Like, these little fingers, they break. Uh, unfortunately, when you bend them at an awful angle, they break because that's what bones do, especially when they're not really – there's no muscle there. <laughs> Do- Dr. Ian Reed on 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 – laying the law down on on hand injuries <laughs> well i mean it's like i i'm not gonna get on a guy who breaks a finger because it's like fingers break yeah they're easy to break i don't i don't care how jacked you are it's not like you know look and, and injuries in a contact sport happen period but i i don't know i just i think that there's going to be a lot of bullshit narrative that you're going to see over the next little bit. And I think, but I think a lot of it is just that it's just, it's narrative. I, I, I think that, you know, if like, I'm not here to change your opinion, right? If you want to, if you think that Eric Carlson's as soft as baby crap, then good on you. That's fine. I'm not here to bend you to my will, but if you're one of these people that is going to talk about, Oh, this dude's so selfish because he played, you know, he played through injuries and now he's just going to bail. If, if you're a guy who, says, man, Eric Carlson, he played through a groin injury. What a selfish prick. But Joe Thornton's such a warrior because he played with no knee. Like, just think about that for a minute. Think about that objectively. That's it. Right. And and see, that's that's the thing. It's like if you you give Jumbo such the warrior status, you give kudos to Carlson for doing what he did up until he became a pylon uh, later in the Blues series. Uh, last year sure I, I, like don't get me wrong but i just think like a lot of guys play through injuries the the measure of warrior versus i'm a selfish prick like if that changes based nope. on your feeling on that specific player then maybe you probably need to think about objectivity i that's all i'm saying i you know what i've i've made my case that's it all right all right well uh with that we'll move on to the Next uh, set of news because it's been a heck of a good news day uh, here on Teal or here in San Jose. Uh, AJ chiming in with Sorensen's been playing with no hands all season. <laughs> there you go. Ba-dum-tch. Yes, there we go. Uh, and of course, AJ's also saying objectivity on so- on social media. Surely you jest. Yes. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. But. Um, the other news at hand that that dropped like a little bit before uh, the game started today, and that's Evander King gets suspended three games for taking uh, for using his elbow to the head of Pionk uh, from Winnipeg last night. Um, first off, I'll ask you, what did you think? Uh, and what did you say last night? You were thinking that he might have gotten a game for this. Yeah, I I thought that. Um, so here's the thing. I think that Evander Kane has made really three games in a row. He's made really questionable hits with his elbows, and the yeah. first two got nothing. And I feel like this is the one where they're like, "Okay, fine. Like we're gonna deal with this now. Like you kind of given us no choice." Now, did I expect three games? No. I th- I understand three games because repeat offender. Blah 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 blah. I get that. I still think, you know, you could split hairs and I say it should be two, but whatever. Did he earn the suspension? He most certainly did. Absolutely. That's a garbage hit. No place in the game, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That is true. 
But what is also true is that the Department of Player Safety is a clown car. Yeah. An absolute clown car. Like, both of these things can be true. I think Evander Kane absolutely earned his suspension, but the statement he made after, I also agree with that. So um, I think that there is, there has been, like, obviously, you know, people are going to bring up the Chara thing. And I don't think that because you don't suspend the Chara penalty, you can't just, I, you you, you they should have suspended that. I'm not, I'm not defending that, but you can't, if you do care about player safety and I feel like I care about player safety and I do try to be objective about these things, it's, you can't, I, I understand that they screwed up the Chara thing, but you can't just let this become Thunderdome because, well, we screwed up a thing and now we can't suspend anybody. Like, right. Well, you know, so I understand the frustration of Sharks fans. I understand the frustration of Evander Kane. Big time. But at the same time, did he deserve that suspension? hundred percent. Yeah, uh, and he uh, went to social media about an hour before the game and made this statement on his Twitter. Uh, the fact that the NHL, the fact that NHL Department of Player Safety, headed by George Peros, continue to pick and choose and who and what they suspend is ridiculous. There have been countless incidents of the same of the same nature through this season and past seasons that have gone unsuspended or fined. No one person can tell you what is or isn't a suspension in today's game. It's become a complete guess. There is a ma major lack of consistency with the NHL Department of Player Safety. A completely flawed system in so many ways. From suspensions to appeal rights, it's baffling to me how we as players agreed to this. You can't continue to give some, some players a pass and throw the book at others. Uh, he would continue saying there has to be an outside third party making these decisions to remove the bias that transpires in the department headed by George Peros. None of it makes sense. Uh, yeah. And I like, again, I don't disagree with any of that. I think Department of Player Safety in the league is a joke. But the problem is, is that everyone's like, oh, well, how are they going to fix it? Like, it's good. I'm glad Evander Kane is like standing up for himself here. But the reality is, and we were discussing this on Twitter earlier, is like, I don't really think anything's going to change because this, you know, if look at there, there is a, there is a number of players who will the NHL, the, the player safety will hammer the crap out of, but it's not a big enough group of players that someone's going to go, you know, they're negotiating a new CBA and they're going to go, whoa, 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 we you know we have to fix this too. Like this is going to get, you know, they will sign off on they might make some subtle changes but the players are going to sign off on it because why because it's not a thing that they it's not a sexy issue like how much money am i going to stuff in my drawers right and, that's and, just the reality of right and, what, and one thing before the statement is that he also puts finds gifts or mm -hmm. video of similar cases like the one that he put on his twitter of Lawson Krauss elbowing yeah, should Boston. have been a suspension. Should have been a suspension there. Hell, Kane took that shot against uh, Char last season and had to go out and fight because of it. Speaking of the Bruins, Char yeah. gives a cross check to the literally to, to the head of Gallagher, and then snaps his head back like he's. Yeah, it's dumb. Like I, again, I'm not saying that. Like again, I I. Both things can be true. The The NHL Department of Player Safety is a clown car, and Devander Kane got what he deserved because, honestly, he probably got away with a couple yeah. before this one finally got called to the carpet. So, 
Um, it sucks. And if you're Evander Kane, I mean, it sucks. Like, you're, are you being targeted? Yep. Should you be smarter as a player because of that? Yep. Well, the then the the thing with the char the suspension or the char fine is that that looks very similar to the cross that he delivered to Pierre Belmar. Um, yeah, I don't like I don't like that. Like it's not a good thing, right? And again, I, it's again it's a both things can be true. They screwed up that call for sure, right? Um, you know, and it and it looks bad because you know not only is it. It, it it sets a bad the, the optics are bad because Boston's owner is probably the most powerful owner on the board of governors. Yeah. And, right. And so it, it's amazing how it, that so happens. It, optically, it looks it looks bad optically from from that perspective and just in general, like, you know, I don't know how much, you know, I can only say the same thing over and over again, different ways. It's it's they're a con card. It's stupid. You yeah. can't, Vander Kane is right. He's also justifiably suspended. Now, here's a question I have for you. Because he's come out with this and he's tweeted actual gifts and pictures. Oh, he's going to get fined. He's going to get fined and it's going to be worth every penny. Do you think he gets suspended more? I don't think so. I don't think so because, well, it's a league issue at this point, right? Because right. This, this, this will have nothing to do with player safety. So the league... Yeah, Gary Bettman could be like, well, who's this jackass think he is? I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do it. They probably slap him with a fine. Um, maybe they slap the Sharks with a fine, too. Which will be interesting to see if that takes place because, man. He's definitely, I mean, he's definitely opened himself up. But obviously, like, look at the tweet is still there. Um, the Sharks have made him take it down. Yeah. Um, because there's, there's a good chance that not only will Evander Kane get fined for this, but the Sharks as an organization will get fined, too. The next few days will be very interesting <laughs> in the world of Sharks territory for sure. Uh, uh, suggesting who can take over. AJ was saying, actually, I want Wes McCauley to take over Department of Player Safety because the explanation videos would be stellar. <laughs> they need to. Yeah, like I would I would love if it was like a group of old officials, although you could argue that, you know, um, I, I'd like I ideally it would be an independent third party but then someone brought up on twitter i think it was i can't remember who it was but they brought up like oh you mean the same third party that reduced the suspensions on weidman and you know so it's like yeah. you can't win right um i would ideally like it to be uh, a, a third party that would you know dole out these suspensions and because again like you could do all referees but then you run into the problem of you know, the playoffs are Thunderdome and that's the way the refs like it. So you, you really, I would like to see a third party get involved and, and handle it. But I, again, this is collectively bargained and I just, it's not going to be a sticky issue for either side. Like it's one of those things where when you're collectively bargaining, there's certain issues that aren't going to get, you know, really much attention and they're going to sign off on them really quick. Um, one of the biggest things other than player discipline would be like rookie money. Right. So like mm -hmm. entry level contracts are like the first thing that generally get done in a CBA because no one gives a damn. They've already, most of the players that are voting on this crap, they've already gotten out of their entry level deals. They don't care about <laughs> them. Like it, it, it's an easy, you know, it's an easy thing to sign off on. I don't think there's going to be enough, like Evander Kane's very angry and he's being very vocal, but I don't think there's enough overall anger with the system from the players that it's going to be an issue that they're gonna be like well i don't feel like we're gonna play a season over this yeah 
don't don't get you know what i mean and that's just that's just the reality of the situation unfortunately he is an angry canadian robot and we like him for that so thank you very much ian reed appreciate uh everybody in the chat having fun with this uh you know but there's definitely something wrong with the department of player safety and i think it needs to be streamlined i don't think you have you know a goon running it you know like, i don't like the, like, 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 like i don't i don't like hockey people running it because it's because you have people it's like Look at look at the guys that get hammered, right? I mean, yeah, they're they're players that we generally don't like and we think are ratty, you know. Look at um Evander Kane's a guy who uh gets attacked a lot. Um before that, you know, Rafi Torres, Matt Cook. I mean, you know, guys that just get reputations unfortunately get hammered really hard, but then star players, oh well, he never intended to do that. You just you need to take out like the you just need to take out the the bias the bias the just the kind of almost incestuous nature of it because you have basically the inmates running the asylum whether they're retired inmates or not they're still the inmates running the asylum uh, I ex- just, like, it, don't like it exactly because it's i mean what what we had george Peros, stefan Quintal, chris pronger uh and then brendan shanahan which i think give him kudos a little bit because he revolutionized the whole thing and but but brody mentioned something on the broadcast uh today is that okay we get the suspension videos that's great now explain now put out the videos as to why so-and-so didn't get fined or why he wasn't suspended that would be would that really change anything though because like if i don't think it would change anything because even if like you could do it i think it would be just a giant waste of time because you know, and here's the other thing with these things too, right? Like I try to approach this, like, you know, I try to approach when, whenever we discuss these things and, and especially when it's the Sharks player, I try to approach this as like kind of as objectively as possible. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately when it comes to objectivity in the Sharks, whenever Brody Bazil starts talking, I stop listening. And I love Brody, but like, I mean, we've, we've talked about this before, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just, I, it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's, they need he, to get some, I, overall, it's, they it's need fine to get for us. Look at, it's fine for us. Like we're wearing our shark gear, our shark gear in the background. It's fine for us. We're fans. Right. We're not paid to do this. We, we do this because it's a passion project. This, they should, sometimes they should just be all wearing all shark gear and yeah. it would look more appropriate. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. And I, gotcha. as I just, you know, fire bombs at everyone, apparently. Oh. And with that. I have the goddamn common courtesy to give him a reach around. We'll go through these quickly as the stadium series is underway. Uh, Kings and Avalanche, apparently they look like the NHL on Fox robots taking on human Avalanche peoples. So we'll get to that. There is no score uh, in the first period there, we have uh, any of the scores that are finals. 4-1 Bruins over Red Wings. Uh, Pasternak, he gets his 42nd. Predators beat the Blues 4-3. In that one, Lightning win 5-3 over the Flyers. Uh, Edmonton, they, they they won without Connor McDavid. Dreisaitl gets his 33rd of the season 
and the victory over the Florida Panthers, who are the Sharks' like next opponent. points or something ridiculous. It's crazy. Him, Pasternak, I mean, just on on a crazy roll. Uh, so that's that. Your Barracuda. Ooh, Barracuda! They are going to be in Bakersfield tomorrow night taking on the Condors, and then they're back here to finish the second half of Hockey Day in San Jose. Uh, that's a, a 6 p.m. start following the Sharks' 115 start for that one. So that's your wraparound for the evening there. So with that, I think it's time to uh, get on the heck out of here. So uh, Ian... As always, thank you very much for joining us, and I appreciate sure. your uh, your your expert analysis as to uh, you know to one of the most boring games. Uh, but it was a it was a shutout victory for the Sharks, two nothing over the Wild. They when get, the Sharks do good, it's good. Exactly in life and hockey, it takes goals to win, and the Sharks won. Uh, so they get set to take on the Florida Panthers. Oh boy, Hoffman versus oh no, we don't even have that. We don't even have that, Ian. We don't even have Hoffman versus EK65 Part 2. Nope. Oh, man. We like it. That stinks like baby's diapers. All right. Well, with that, Ian, thank you very much. Your final thoughts and where the people can find you. My final thoughts are the players. The NHL has a crappy discipline system because that's what they've collectively bargained. They get what they deserve. Um. Other than that, Sharks do good. It's good, and uh, you know, let's uh, let's keep it rolling. Trade deadline coming. Let's see some trades already. Like this is this this could be a very boring trade deadline. I want to see some trades. Damn it. Yeah. He's, it. he's at Ian Blogs Hockey on the Twitter machine. Yes. I'm at Puckguy14 on the on the Twitter and the Instagram. Yeah. Let's 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 get this thing going. You know, and, and heck, let's let's throw a wrench into it and. Here's hoping that the Sharks win all their games before the trade deadline just to confuse the heck out of sh- out of Sharks fans and Doug Wilson as to what he's supposed to do with his hockey team. You in the, sell. There's in the no next question. nine days. There's no question. Nothing they do right now should change anything in the Sharks' plans. They sell, <laughs> sell, sell. Anything that's not bolted down, out the door. Get your assets. Get your picks. Weaponize the cap space that you now have. Do, like, you just... Nothing changes. It doesn't matter. They can win all their games. It doesn't matter. They're going to have to run the table, and three other teams have to do the absolute opposite. Sell sell everything that's not bolted down. And maybe find some things that are bolted down and sell them, too. That would help significantly. Very true. All right, so we will be back with you. Uh, we might be uh, doing something special Monday afternoon for After Dark, so be on the lookout for that. Uh but in case you missed anything or you want to watch this again, check us out on tealtownusa.com or your favorite podcatcher, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, SoundCloud, Reddit, Reddit, I mean, Spotify, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. And of course, always available at tealtownusa.com. No, we are we are not trading Finn. We're not trading Finn. We're not trading SJ Sharky. Sharky though. Look at, if you look at every bad thing that's ever happened to this team, SJ Sharky was here for all of it. Right. Just saying, I mean, just it, saying his, his Twitter and his Instagram were priceless after everything came out. I mean, that was great. We'll be back with you Monday afternoon following sharks and Panthers. 
That's a one o'clock start at the Shark Tank on the holiday. That's where you'll find us then. The Chompversation continues now on Discord. And make sure you hit the subscribe and like everything on our social media. So thanks for watching. We appreciate you as always. Almost to 2,000 subscribers. Tell everybody. Keep it real. Keep it teal. Keep it real teal. Have a great night, everyone. We'll see you soon.